Hi, welcome to the Chai This at Home podcast, where we drink and review teas, or we eat a tea recipe um, every week and review them for you. I'm one of your hosts, Mark. And I'm Katie. It sounds like the tea kettle is whistling, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, today we are here with our second green tea of the month, the first of our uh, not blended with anything or flavored green teas. I don't know if, like, I I guess pure green tea, that's the word I was going for. I couldn't think of it because I am really tired. So Maybe this will help perk you up? Maybe. This is Chunmi green tea from Made of Tea. It came in my Sips by box that... We reviewed some teas from a while back, but this is another one of them. You can get it from Made of Tea at madeoftea.com. You can get four ounces for $12, which obviously puts it at $3 an ounce, so not a bad price in my opinion. Or you can get eight ounces for $22, so then, you know, you even get a, a little bit of a discount. It doesn't actually, like, really list ingredients under the word ingredients, but, like, it's just green tea, so... The ingredient is green tea. But the description is organic and fair trade green tea from the Jiangxi province, China. This famous green tea has a bright, clean taste and is known as precious eyebrow tea due to the distinct eyebrow-like shape of the leaves, which is maybe not something I would have come up with on my own, but I can confirm that the leaves are indeed eyebrow-shaped. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe part of it is that they were in a bag. Yeah, we're also getting to the the bottom of our bag a little bit, so it's a a little bit crushed at the bottom. But when when I first saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can definitely see how those are eyebrow shaped. Also, eyebrows come in in many different shapes. It's not like there's just one eyebrow shape, so it's not that hard of a claim to make. But whatever. Precious eyebrow tea. That's what it is. So before we have Mark tell us about brewing, I asked Mark if he would tell us a little bit about what makes green tea different from other tea, because we didn't discuss that in the last podcast, but I figured since this was our first pure green tea, maybe we should mention it quick. So green tea is a tea from the tea plant. Camellia sinensis. Yes. And like, there's several different kinds. There's white tea, yellow tea, green tea, and black tea. Anything that's actually a tea. Right. Unlike our beloved Verbos, which is not. Which raises the question, what is actually a tea? But um, what can be called a tea, I guess? I mean, well, if you want to be snobby about it, then only things from Camellia sinensis are tea. Right. Everything else is like a tisane. And so I'm still not sure how to say that word, and it sounds dumb to me. So I keep calling them teas. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the difference between... Green tea and yellow tea is because the internet was not clear at all. But basically, it sounds like white tea is just dried and it's very delicately dried. Black tea, they let it start um, oxidizing, which is, I believe, the first step in decomposition. They don't let it get too far. Sometimes people also call it fermenting. Right. I feel like I like oxidizing better because fermenting seems to imply that like we're making alcoholic tea over here. And (laughs) 
I mean, technically, decomposition does tend towards making alcohols, but it is, it's not like you're, you're going to be getting any sort of buzz from your tea, so... Right. I feel like oxidation is, is maybe a, a better term. Right. So green teas are not oxidized, but they're either toasted or steamed. And it's usually Chinese green teas are roasted, right? And Japanese green teas are steamed. Chinese green teas are not steamed. Japanese, it depends on the province. Okay. Um, but since this one is from China, we have a, a, a decent chance it was probably roasted. Right. I suppose I could, I could Google that quick. If, yeah, if it, they did it traditionally, it was roasted. Uh, then there's also like oolongs, which are somewhere between green and black teas. I believe they, when they start oxidizing, they become a oolong, and they stop being an oolong at in the, somewhere in the 80% oxidized. I don't know what that's 80% of, because I mean, like, 100% would be charcoal. Yeah, that's a good point. How do you, I guess 100% oxidized, maybe that just means like 100% of the leaf has started to oxidize? I guess. And then uh, there's also the puers, which... Those are, are a weird one. We'll get to them someday. Yeah, they're, they're a whole different animal. So yeah. Green so, teas are not oxidized, they're just roasted or steamed. Right. According to this one random website on Google, Chunmi green tea is pan-fired, which I believe means the same thing as roasted. Yes. So, anyway, that's what's up with this tea specifically. Now we will get on to, get on to the looking at it. Nope, we will get on to the mark telling us how he brewed it. Okay, so the bag here says it needs two teaspoons of tea at 175 Fahrenheit for two minutes. So that is what we did. So that is what we did. Uh, we I've, even like actually measured the temperature of the water. Which I think we somewhat regret because I happen to know that this is, pardon? Nothing, never mind. Oh, we tasted it and I happen to know this is a tad warmer than I normally make it. I didn't want you to tell the people that we had tasted it before we claimed to have tasted it. Oh. Oh, well. It's fine. We, we did taste it already because yeah. I was like, did, did we do it right? Because we wanted to, you know, have a, a good example to talk about for you. Right. But we determined that by following the directions on the package, it seemed a little bit overbrewed to us. Yeah, so maybe, you know, a little lower on the temperature, a little bit lower on the timer, whichever you prefer, I guess. Yeah. I think also when we did it before, we might have only used one teaspoon, not two. Oh, yeah. Which wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't affect the, the overbrewingness. Right. But. We did like this tea for sure when we first, well, not when we first tried it because we did it totally wrong. Yeah, this, this tea, so more backstory before we even get to the tea. <laughs> so I didn't really think I actually liked green tea because it was always gross and bitter and tasted like nasty grass and so we got this one and we tried it and we're like meh but then we like actually let the water cool down for like three minutes or something after we boiled it and then brewed it and then I was like I really like green tea and in conclusion that is why you now have January full of green tea and my life is full of green tea as well yeah also we just realized that we had not had any green teas on the podcast yet so we felt like that was a bit of a gap yeah that's but the reason we gave 
last week. Right. But honestly, the real reason was I just wanted to drink more kinds of green tea. But anyways, now we will look at the tea. It's uh, kind of honey-colored, but with a yeah. greenish tint. Yeah, it's, it's a nice color. I like it. It's nice and clear. Yes. We can see the sediment at the bottom, which wasn't... I don't think it was a problem the first few times we brewed it. So yes, I, it's definitely crumpling. Yeah. I mean, towards the bottom of the bag. Yeah. Smells grassy to me. Not overpoweringly yeah, so, but... It's... I want to call it a molassesy grass. Not that it has molasses flavor, but it has molasses vibes. All right, I will just take your word for that. Grass normally f- smells fresh and bright. So It's like so the dark th- version of grass, I guess. So this is to grass as molasses is to sugar, is what you're trying to say? I think so, yes. Okay. This is dark grass. That makes it sound really angsty. Way to go, Mark. <laughs> so like I said, it was a tiny bit overbreed this time. So it's it's a little bit bitter, but it's also, it's grassy. I feel like it, it t- tastes a tiny bit roasty almost. Like, I don't know that I can taste the fact that it was pan roasted. Right. But I like can, can feel the pan roasting in its essence flowing into my soul. <laughs> And, I mean, they, they talk about how it having a bright, clean taste, and I would say that is definitely fair. Right. It doesn't really have a whole lot of, like, fruity or floral notes. No. But it's not, like, overpoweringly grassy. Right. It tastes, it's... you know, like, really nice-smelling, like, lemony, fresh cleaners? I mean, it doesn't taste lemony. Right. But, like, you know how those smell really fresh? It tastes really fresh. Right. Overall, I am a pretty big fan, and for three bucks, it's hard to beat the price. Not impossible. You can beat the price, but it's hard. (laughs) Uh. So, has a a pretty solid recommendation from us thus far, but let us go on to the rebrew. So, we brewed this one for three Three minutes, minutes, and obviously the water was... Slightly cooler, but it was in a thermos in between brewing, so not significantly. Right. So this would probably be closer to how we normally brew the green teas. Yeah. Um, it it's definitely, a little less green. Yeah, it's a little less green and a little lighter in color. Yeah. Still nice and clear. I mean, I'm not sure how it would have gotten cloudy in between <laughs> brewings, but... yeah. Smells less strong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it tastes better this time. Okay, good. It's got some of, some of the grassiness is gone, but there's still mm-hmm. enough there, and it's just more of the like really fresh, bright taste. Is there a little bit of sweetness in this one? Yeah, it, it got a little bit sweeter too, I would say. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you whether it was floral or fruity. I feel like it's more just sweet grass. Yes, that... I would agree with that. So what we're going to do now is we're going to turn off the podcast. We're going to rebrew this as many times as we can. Because you can do that with green teas. At least decent green teas. Right. We're going to then hop back on, tell you how many times we rebrewed it, if it changed taste significantly throughout the rebrewing, and give you our final thoughts. 
So All right. we'll see you in a bit. And we're back. For you, it has been a few seconds. For us, it has been several days because we got busy over the weekend. But we uh, we rebrewed it shortly after you heard the last part, and we took notes. So we know what we thought about it at the time. So we rebrewed it four more times after the two that you heard. So that's a total of six brewings of that tea. Wow. The third brew, um, it was it was fairly sweet. It was definitely getting sweeter. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty mild, like the grassy flavor was, was not super strong, and it, it was tending more towards the sweet. Right. The fourth brew was, I believe, the one you had. Right. And that was pretty much a, just a straightforward green tea, nothing special, nothing really stood out to me at all. So it was a little less sweet, a little more back towards the grassy, but not overly strongly. So um, the fifth one was, it, it felt a lot brighter than the fourth one. Um, and like cleaner, not necessarily sweeter. It was one of those things where it's like headed towards astringent, but it's not astringent yet, so it just feels really clean. Um, according to you, it had a caramel aftertaste, but I didn't get that. You yeah, also gotta, say that a lot of times, and I don't see it. So it's it's like I, I guess it's more of a that's the best way to describe this flavor is this in relation to this so like as caramel is to sugar this is to yeah this tea so i, I think what he means by it is that it has like a, a darker sort of aftertaste probably but i'm not sure because i didn't necessarily see that in this tea and then the sixth one was mine again i think the fourth and fifth one might have been both yours the sixth one was mine again it was sweet kind of fruity but it was it was getting weak it wasn't watery but it was weak enough that we didn't bother to brew it again. No, I think it could have been rebrewed a few more times. Okay, Mark but, thinks it could have been rebrewed a few more times. But we would definitely have had to let it steep for a lot longer okay, each time. Okay, that's true. We did not really increase our temperature or time over the rebrews. I think I did increase the temperature a little bit, but not probably not enough. Okay. So with adjustments, you could potentially get more than six brews out of this, depending on how strong you like your tea. So as far as pros and cons go... That's a huge pro, especially when it's only $3 an ounce. If you think about it, if you if you assume that you're getting six brews out of this, you can almost like, almost say that it's what? Three divided by six. What's three divided by six? One half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, it's almost like it's 50 cents an ounce. Sorry, guys. You get a math minor and you can no longer do basic mental math. Um, so it's, you could almost tell yourself that it's 50 cents an ounce. It's not really, but it's like that. Um, other pros. Well, there's the caffeine thing that's neither a pro or a con, just depends. I mean, in according to people, caffeine in green tea gives you more sustained energy than caffeine in coffee. I've sure never seen works. a scientific study on that or anything. I think it's, it's supposed still- to be because there's other like antioxidants and stuff in the green okay. tea that like so with coffee, you're just getting the straight caffeine buzz. With green tea, you're getting the caffeine, and then you've got something to pick you up at the end and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, interesting. I'm not, I'm not going to make any health claims over here, but that's what the internet says. Um, I wonder if there's articles about that for our um, article series of blog posts. We should look at that. But um, So caffeine, you can rebrew it a lot of times, making it therefore relatively cheap. And even if you couldn't rebrew it, it's still on the, the less expensive end of teas we tried 
I feel like this is a, as long as you brew it correctly, it's a, a decent introduction to green tea because yeah. it's not super, like, vegetal, really. Like, it, it definitely tends towards grassy sometimes, but it's it's got a decent amount of sweetness. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's my top green tea for somebody to start on, but it wouldn't be a bad choice. I feel like a pro is that people call it precious eyebrow, because oh, how would that, that is... not be a pro? I don't know. It's definitely a pro in my book. Um, cons? You gotta be careful brewing it. Oh, I yeah. mean, not super careful, but if you try to brew this like a black tea, it's gonna be nasty. I think this one was maybe one of the more fragile ones that we... One of the more fragile green teas that we've had. Okay. Which is another reason why this should not be a first green tea. Okay. Yes, I wasn't sure how it compared to other ones in that respect, just because Mark does the brewing, <laughs> but... Um, so yeah, slightly slightly more um, sensitive to time and temperature of brewing. So that would be pretty much the only con I can think of. Yeah. Any then, any other last thoughts, Mark? Uh, I don't think so. I will say that this is probably going to be in our tea cupboard a lot because it's a fairly inexpensive green tea and it's pretty good. Yeah, we might have to, to make a decision on if we have a favorite just straight green tea after we finish this month of green teas. Right, but, but it, from what we've tried prior to podcasting about them, I think this is one of our favorites. Yeah, but also there's only three this month, so... There's only three this month, but we've done a few other ones that we that's were planning on doing at some point. Well, we'll quit being secretive, and this podcast has gone way too long, so I apologize for that. We had a lot of rebrews to talk about, and general green tea things that we wanted to cover, in case people weren't informed. And if you were informed already, you are now more informed. But that is it for us. Have a great week, guys. See ya.